It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Gabe DeArmond and Mitchell Forty here. And uh, right now, big news is recruiting. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the big news on the horizon, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Missouri and Oklahoma State in Memphis on New Year's Eve. And to talk about that a little bit, the process that led to this and everything, we're going to bring in the Associate Executive Director of the Liberty Bowl, Harold Grader. I got I got that title correct. Is that right? You did. I'm impressed. Thank you for, for doing that. Yeah, there, there were a lot of words, and I don't know exactly what that title means, but I thought I got it correct. Not a whole lot, but we won't <laughs> say that to anybody. All right. Don't worry. Nobody listens to this anyway, so we're good. <laughs> All right. So, Harold, the first thing I wanted to ask you before we kind of talk about this matchup and, and your all's bowl game and everything, I, a lot of us, uh, you know, I'm in my mid-40s, and a lot of people my age and fans and stuff are still kind of stuck in this era of bowls where – there was like a pecking order from one to 77 and, and everybody just got fit in and the sec kind of changed that a few years ago. Can you take us through kind of from your all side, the process of this group of six bowls and how everything works out with the sec and with these schools and, and these six bowls. Sure. It goes back to the negotiations of this current bowl cycle with the conferences and the sec office wanted to have more input, more control over where the teams go. And it was really out of the issue of making the bowl experience fresh for both the bowl and the teams and their fans. What was happening five, six, seven, eight years ago was that the same teams were going to either the same bowls or the same state, mainly Florida, And it was beginning to become, uh, hard to believe, a stale experience for those teams and those fan bases. So to help everyone involved, again, the schools, the fans, the bowl, to keep it fresh, the SEC instituted this new arrangement in the current contract cycle of the what we now know and call as the SEC pool. And on the selection process, you have uh, the playoff games in what is called the New Year's Six. And then after those SEC teams are selected, the Citrus Bowl uh, has their own pick all by themselves, solo. Following the Citrus Bowl, then you have the SEC Pool of Six, which consists of the Outback Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Belk Bowl, Music City, Texas Bowl, and us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And you go through the process, and when it becomes Selection Week and Selection Sunday, the schools give the league office a list of school of bowls with preferences of one, two, three. Here's where we would like to go. The bowls do the same thing. Here are the schools that we're interested in with a priority of one, two, three. And in theory, the ones on list should match and that's where that team goes but it doesn't always work out that way most years it does but not always and again it's all about keeping it fresh not having uh, repeat matchups between teams or uh, a school coming to a bowl destination where they may have played uh, in a neutral site game the year before or perhaps the next season so it's all about moving the pieces around to provide a fresh experience 
and an exciting experience for the schools, the fans, and the bowl games. And it it works, and that's how we landed Mizzou this year. Harold, you mentioned uh, you know the, the Bulls having a uh, a one two and three preference, just like the schools. I, I assume uh, you know Missouri was was on on that list, maybe high on that list for the Liberty Bowl. Just what what kind of is the draw of uh, of bringing Mizzou to Memphis? Well, I can tell you that when Mizzou joined the SEC, they immediately got on our list of prospective teams. Obviously, proximity. Uh, you know the uh, State line, which is the Mississippi River between Memphis and the state of Arkansas, and then the uh, state line up to Arkansas, Missouri, one hour, and you're in Missouri from from Memphis, Tennessee. And to get to Columbia, uh, it's roughly five and a half, six hours. St. Louis, right at four, and obviously Memphis and St. Louis, uh, more or less sister cities. So when Mizzou joined the SEC, they immediately became a team that we're interested in. We have a great history with Mizzou, uh, going back to the 1978 Liberty Bowl and the 1980 Liberty Bowl. And uh, in the bowl world, the fans' ability to get in the car and drive to the bowl destination is huge. And because of our history, knowing the quality of the program, uh, at that point, it was Gary Pinkle. Obviously, now it's our friend Barry Odom. A great fan base, proximity, ease of drive. Uh, that is why Mizzou has been a very attractive uh, potential bowl team for us, and we're glad it finally worked out for us to have the Tigers coming to Memphis for this year's bowl game. Uh, as far as the other side of the matchup, uh, what is your all's process with the Big 12? I know it's a little bit different, and how would you, you guys kind of land on Oklahoma State? It is. Uh, With the Big 12, uh, it is a pecking order. We have the fourth choice of teams of the Big 12 available teams once the uh, playoff and New Year's Six games have made their selections. Then we have the fourth choice. And just much like you guys, uh, Oklahoma State, Stillwater, a very drivable destination uh, for fans. You know, when we have gone to Oklahoma State, we've driven to those games, just as we have when we've come to to games in Columbia. Uh, It's an easy drive, and so they have been on our radar as well uh, when we teamed up with the the Big 12. And again, this is a a new partnership for us. Uh, We're in year five of a six-year contract uh, with the Big 12, same with the SEC, and we're working on uh, extensions of both of those contracts. But because of proximity, uh, again, a uh, tradition-rich football program, an exciting football program, uh, Okie State has been on our radar uh, from the very beginning as well. And, you know, when we uh, went the current path of an SEC Big 12 game, uh, this was the type of matchup that we envisioned to have two marquee programs with great histories, great traditions, great fan bases. This is what we envisioned. And now to have uh, Missouri coming to town to play a team like Oklahoma State, uh, we couldn't ask for more. Well, from our perspective, we're just there for the Mike Gundy press conference. <laughs> so we like that. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. And we're looking forward to that, too, as well. Uh, Harold, you know, you, you mentioned obviously proximity and, and being having fans being able to drive as being a big factor. One one unique thing also kind of about this uh, this destination for Mizzou this year is it's the 40th anniversary of uh, 
a victory over LSU in the Liberty Bowl in 1978. Did, did that you know play a factor at all? Is that something you all looked at as, as maybe an intriguing uh, draw? Well, absolutely. That's another nugget to, to, to it all. As a matter of fact, we were in uh, Columbia when Mizzou played happened to be the University of Memphis, but the 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 real special part that was the day uh, Mizzou honored that '78 Liberty Bowl team, and uh, my good friend uh, Howard Richards, who was on that team, uh, was there, um, and obviously Kellen Winslow was there that day. Coach Powers was back, and in our archives. Uh, we have a Kellen Winslow throwback jersey that Nike produced uh, several years ago that uh, we brought with us, and we were uh, a part of the on-field presentation that day, which we appreciated the folks at Mizzou, including us, and I had a chance to meet Coach Powers. So, you know, one of the things we talk about and really focus on is our history and tradition, and this being our 60th anniversary this year, uh, to tie that in with the 40th anniversary of Mizzou uh, having won the Liberty Bowl back in 1978. That's really special to us, and we're glad it worked out that way. I know we're working with Mizzou now to uh, have some of those uh, 78 players back and have them recognized uh, at the game this year, and uh, we think that's special, and uh, we relish our history and the history of the teams that have participated in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl over our now previous 59 years, and we're looking forward to uh, making history this year at the 60th AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Well, even if none of the other players show up, I can promise you Howard Richards will be there. Uh, I think his uh, job He will be there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Exactly. We know he'll be there. We're talking with Harold Grader with the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And, Harold, I know uh, Missouri got – I assume each school got 8,000 tickets initially. Last I checked with Missouri, they had gone through somewhere around 6,000 of those. What's First of all, what's kind of your all's process? I mean, I assume both schools can come back and, and ask for more tickets if they need them, but also how much do you count on the local community, and what's kind of generally the attendance of this game? Like, what's the figure you guys shoot for? Uh, you know, we have a many-year running history of – hitting at least the 50,000 mark. The capacity of the stadium is now at 57 and change. Uh, So we certainly shoot for 50,000 plus. Uh, As you mentioned, we do have a great uh, base of support here locally, both corporately and with individuals within uh, the Memphis community. Uh, Teams certainly can ask for more. Uh, We're certainly expecting and hoping that Mizzou will sell uh, their allotment and hopefully surpass that. But we also know in, in the world we're living in now that there are tickets available on the secondary market. But we want to stress to the fans that between the allotment that the school has and what we have available through our office here in Memphis, that those are the best seats. And we encourage you to uh, get your tickets through Mizzou. Uh, if you want to give us a call here at the world headquarters of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl uh, and check out tickets from us directly, uh, you're welcome to do that. But uh, plenty of opportunities to buy your tickets, and we uh, hope that uh, Mizzou fans will uh, take the opportunity to come back uh, to Memphis and celebrate what was a, a obviously an outstanding season for Barry Odom and his football team. Uh, there were a couple of games there that obviously got away, and they could have been a, a 9-10 win team. But uh, when you're nationally ranked, uh, you should be proud of that, and we hope that the, the fans will follow uh, the Tigers to Memphis and have a celebration of, of a great year uh, for Mizzou. 
Harold, one of the things I always like uh, kind of looking at is, as we get to bowl season is the, the gift packages that the games give out to players. So before my question, I, I got to read off the the swag that all the, the players playing in the game will get. They'll get a, a shopping trip to Bass Pro Shops, which the uh, the Bass Pro like mega store in Memphis, I know, is like kind of renowned. A, uh, a Bose mini Bluetooth speaker, a Belova watch, Nike shoes, a pair of sandals, a backpack, and a football. So I got to ask two two questions. One, just kind of how does that uh, prize package come together? And two, what uh, what what does the media get? <laughs> well, the 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 package for the players also includes a. Uh, well, you mentioned the watch. Yeah. I think you I think you got them all. Um, how does that all come together? Well, you know the uh, you know the the tried and true pieces that. Uh, a young man may not necessarily appreciate it now, but when they're they're my age and in your mid fifties, and you look back at your uh, playing career, that commemorative football that a lot of players get signed by their teammates, and that traditional bowl watch, uh, you know, those are pieces that down the road you're going to look back and cherish. And one of the things that we do special on the bowl watch, and this is one of our uh, traditions, is we have the the dial, the face replaced and have special dials uh, produced that will have the names of the teams along with our 60th anniversary logo on the face of the watch. And I don't think there, there's another bowl game out there that uh, provides the players uh, a bowl watch that actually has the names of the team. So it's a very uh, uh, unique piece, and we hope the players enjoy that. Uh, the Nike piece, uh, Nike is one of our major sponsors, and they have a huge presence here in Memphis you know, Memphis being the distribution capital of the world with uh, rail and river and the company you may have heard of, FedEx, based here. Uh, outside of Oregon, Memphis is the largest presence corporately for for Nike, and their uh, worldwide distribution comes through Memphis. So we have a great relationship with, with the folks at Nike to be able to provide that uh, Nike sports pack for the players. So uh, it all comes together, and, of course, um, you know, every uh, college student wants some piece of uh, electronics, so we have an incredible Bose speaker this year as a part of the package. And uh, uh, I don't know if uh, if the team is going to give, give them the package uh, in its entirety on, on the first day or whether they're going to give them one a day, that that's up to the team to, to uh, distribute. But uh, we're proud of it, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing the players' reaction when they get those items uh, from, from us here at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I, I like that idea of one a day. A coach can tell his team every day you don't get in trouble at the bowl site. You get another bowl. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's there not you go. Now you, now, you asked about what, what – will the media receive we're tweaking that we're working on that <laughs> but you know one of the things i can guarantee you we will have plenty of barbecue we that's, have our media we dinner actually it might be a lunch um at the world famous rendezvous in downtown memphis then on game day if you didn't get enough at the media dinner we have rendezvous in the press box Excellent. for the media on game day food is always We'll, we'll, we'll have some uh, item to take home that has our logo on it, but for sure we're going to feed you right and we're going to get you plenty of great Memphis barbecue courtesy of the rendezvous. I, I only have two requests, any bowl game I cover. Good food, so you guys have got that covered. And the hospitality room bartender, he needs to have a heavy hand. So that's, <laughs> that's really the rules from the media perspective. Um, 
But I did want to ask you, Harold, a lot of Missouri fans have, have been to Memphis and have spent some time there. I've been down there a few times. But for fans that are making, you know, a weekend out of this, whether they're coming in Friday or, or maybe wait until Sunday, what else would you guys have for around town for fans? And, and what should fans, when they come to Memphis, make sure to do outside of obviously going in and partaking in the football? Absolutely. Uh Three must-stops. If this is your first trip to Memphis or it's been a while since you've been here, certainly Graceland, and they have expanded uh, the uh, tour and the items for viewing. You don't just have the Graceland Mansion anymore. They have expanded to a facility across the street from uh, the Graceland Mansion with hundreds of artifacts from Elvis, and his his car museum is over there. So plenty of Elvis stuff to see when you go to, to Graceland and the complex out there. Uh, the National Civil Rights Museum at the Lorraine Hotel, they went through a multi-million dollar renovation uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, one of the things we talk about, uh, about visiting Memphis is the authenticity uh, of the experience, that there are things you can only experience in Memphis, Tennessee, and Graceland is one of them, and certainly the National Civil Rights Museum is, is another. Uh, you mentioned the Bass Pro Shops. Uh, that's an incredible facility in the old uh, Pyramid Arena where the University of Memphis used to play their games. The Grizzlies played their games there before the FedEx Forum was built. And, you know, and certainly uh, Bill Street, from an entertainment standpoint, uh, Memphis Obviously, we talk about the barbecue all the time, but it's become a great foodie city over the last five to ten years, a great food scene. Uh, So we encourage folks to get out and about, enjoy uh, the history, the music, the food. Now, as we say, we may not always win the game, but we're going to win the party in Memphis, and we encourage your fans to come down and experience all of that uh, the weekend of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl with the game being on New Year's Eve afternoon. And plenty to do day before the game. We have our Bill Street Parade where both university bands and floats and and, uh, you name it, it'll be in the parade. That's a free event. That's followed by the Bash on Bill Pep Rally at Handy Park on Bill Street. That's a free event. So plenty of free things to do uh, downtown on Bill Street the day before the game. And then we uh, get to game day on uh, New Year's Eve afternoon. We have a great indoor uh, pregame tailgate party that I know the university is uh, promoting uh, along with us. Um, as a matter of fact, a member of the Alumni Association staff was in town yesterday uh, making plans uh, to host a group. So we encourage the fans to not only buy their game ticket, but also a ticket to our what we call the pregame buffet and party. Indoor, all you can eat, all you can drink, uh, open bar. There will be an entertainment band in the building that is uh, reserved for Mizzou fans. Uh, the, the band and cheerleaders will come through. So that's a great pregame experience on game day. So plenty of activity and things to do leading up to the game that obviously an exciting game day planned as well. Yeah, just a, just a heads up, Harold. Next next interview you do, lead with open bar. That's uh, that, that, that's the one. I know a yeah, lot. Of, I'm putting that in my notes. Open bar. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm writing that in in capital letters. I know a lot of Missouri fans look forward to making the trip. And uh, full disclosure, I am from Kansas City, but I do look forward to uh, to maybe being able to say that Memphis has has the second best barbecue. I'm a bit protective of that. <laughs> I understand, and and I, I won't uh, I won't debate you on that. We'll keep uh, <laughs> the the barbecue battles friendly. Uh, 
because you know, folks, it's, folks that know me know I have never met a rib I didn't like. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, all good. good. You can't screw up barbecue. So that that's exactly right. All right, well, Harold, we appreciate the time, and definitely look forward to uh, seeing you down in Memphis in a couple of weeks. Thanks for having me, and uh, we look forward to having the Mizzou Tigers here and their fans uh, for a great 60th AutoZone Liberty Bowl on New Year's Eve afternoon. Again, thanks for the opportunity. All right, Harold, have a good day. Thanks, Harold. Take care. All right, so uh, these bowl guys, it's so impressive how many times he got AutoZone Liberty. Like, the game is not <laughs> called the Liberty Bowl. It is the AutoZone Liberty. Got to make this, keep the sponsors happy. That's right. Yeah, so, look, I, I wasn't really kidding about that hospitality room thing. That's the, <laughs> that's the key to a good bowl experience. Before we get into uh, talking about some other stuff, so they want to make sure everybody listening to this probably has seen it on Twitter or on Power Mizzou, but December 30th we will also have a – gathering for Missouri fans. Uh, there's a thread on our message board to RSVP. We're about 60 people away from uh, Jerry Lawler's on Beale Street shutting down the entire restaurant and just letting us have it for the evening. Um, I was unaware that Jerry Lawler was a WWE Hall of Famer, but he will be there taking pictures and signing autographs and who knows what else, uh, maybe injuring people. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you never know with a, with a, a WWE personality. I also didn't know he existed until recently, but uh, I'm very excited to meet him. There will be, uh, there may be folding chairs broken over <laughs> uh, patrons' backs that night. We'll just show up and uh, it's 6.30, Lawler's on Beale Street. It's like 159 Beale Street, I think. But again, it's, it's kind of a private deal. They may close the restaurant, so please RSVP on our message board if you want to come. That's my pitch for that. Um, elsewhere, like, it seems like this game should be closer than 19 days away. Yeah, yeah. The it always the wait between the end of the regular season and the bowl game always seems to to drag on a yeah. little bit. It's uh it's over a month, so like five weeks. So, yeah. Uh, eventually they'll play that that last football game. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, fortunately there are bowl practices to entertain us between yeah. now and then. Uh, the fortunately the Chiefs uh, Ravens was on TV at the last bowl practice. So <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> I had something to do. Um, but uh, no, I want to talk a little bit football. Uh. Because recruiting is obviously the big thing right now and the big thing we're following. And, you know, rumors of Jeff Thomas uh, maybe transferring to Missouri. Kelly Bryant did. Jonathan Nance did. It, to me, this has the feel of once Kelly Bryant said yes, this has the feel of Missouri looking at this and saying, this is our year to make a run. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do everything we can to make that run in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're 100 percent right. Uh, they you know already have two grad transfers. Already filled the most important spot on the uh, on the team in quarterback, and the schedule is pretty favorable. Um, outside of a outside of a trip to Athens, you know every game is is pretty winnable. So not not necessarily saying they they will win go win all those and go 11 and one, but but it sets up for uh, for a potential run. So you know you look at the chance to to add a guy like uh, Jeff Thomas who is you know an absolute freak of an athlete um you know i mean i think the staff's going to going to do everything they can to do that and and possibly some other transfers as well who who might be able to to provide an instant impact and uh yeah i mean you know new year six bowl i think is is the goal i'm not saying it's the expectation but if you look at what florida and lsu where they were this year that's the type of season i think missouri has its sights set on and the interesting part we were talking uh in what we will call the pre-show meeting, which existed of Mitchell picking me up at the uh, auto mechanic and driving me to the station where we record. Um, but if that happens, like, and this was the loophole when this contract Barry Odom signed. 
if that happens, Jimmy Sexton is on the phone to Jim Sterk next year going, you know that like incentive-laden thing that we had? Well, we hit all those, so tear that up, and we want that guaranteed now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, at, at Missouri, if you if you win 10 games and go to a New Year's Six Bowl, you're, you have, you know, a lot of clout. And and, yeah. and, uh, and not to mention, obviously, job security. So so doing that once would obviously, you know, be huge. And that's why, I mean, I I – would you know i don't certainly don't blame her i don't think it's smart to go you know put all of his eggs and as many eggs as you can into the basket for next season and, and try to make that happen yeah and i think that contract as we talked about last week like it's very fair mm-hmm. i don't think anything's wrong with it but if they do what they want to do next year yeah. i think that contract is going to be obsolete so um we talked at the beginning of the week like I posted on our message board, this is the week where you don't really want to hear anything about your team Mm -hmm. because football didn't practice, basketball didn't play, women's basketball didn't play. You're not going to hear a lot of good news outside of recruiting. So uh, we want to touch on the Trey Williams thing. He was arrested for second-degree domestic assault on, was that Sunday night? Uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Saturday night, Sunday morning. And Since then, I know two outlets now have quoted the prosecuting attorney as saying there will be no charges. I have left multiple messages with the prosecuting attorney, attorney, um, maybe the prosecuting attorney. I don't know how long that position lasts, but uh, but haven't yet heard that straight from her mouth. But I certainly believe the reports that the charges, nothing's going to happen going forward with those charges. but I also checked with Missouri this morning. He is not just automatically immediately reinstated on the football team. His status, as far as the football team, as of right now, hasn't changed. Yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously we're not going to, you know, speculate as to what happened. Right. I know that has already – there's been plenty of that on the message boards. Like, you know, we don't know what happened. Uh, this, the university, though, operates – obviously we've seen many times differently than, you know, a court of law. Um, there's not just, like – we don't have enough to prosecute this, so so nothing's going to happen. I mean, they they're going to you know look into it, and uh, you know if the other person involved was a student, that could change things. So certainly they're going to do their due diligence. You know, obviously this is a pretty uh, pretty hot button issue, uh, domestic violence, especially in football. So I I think they should do their due diligence, and we'll pass on an update when we have it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing more to say until we get resolution, but. Like Mitchell said, like there are things I can do that aren't illegal that will cost me my job. So yeah, absolutely. Who knows what's going to happen with that going forward? Uh, when we have an update, we will update it. I guess uh, finish up before we do another podcast. Missouri will have played Xavier mm-hmm. in basketball. Um, these two games coming up, kind of to me, will set the tone for. I mean, six and three. I think they're probably on the optimistic side, or and, about where we hope. Nine and three. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, oh, oh, no, oh, six, six and three right, right now. Right now, not, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, Nine sorry. and three would be the optimistic yeah, yeah, yeah. side, okay, okay. but Xavier and Illinois, you know, those are like they're good teams. They're yeah. not great teams. They're teams in the kind of the same position as Missouri. But really, when you look at it, Missouri's going to play five games against Texas A and M, Ole Miss, Georgia. I think a sixth game against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like those teams aren't good. Yeah, no, there are opportunities for wins. Yeah, they're not great. Uh, they, you know, none of them are certainly none of them are gimme level wins for a team right. like Missouri. Um, especially the ones on the road. Uh, SEC road games are never easy. But yeah, like the SEC isn't shaping up to be quite the gauntlet maybe we thought. Like Vanderbilt's not quite the team we probably thought. They lost Darius Garland for the season. So you know, opportunities are there to to get a winning record and, and make the NIT. But uh, yeah, I, I agree, and we've said it. I think we said it last week. The, the Xavier and Illinois games will be. 
kind of good good uh, test because, you know, Xavier may be a little hi- more highly rated, but it's at home coming off of a long break. Missouri, that, that's a good situation. Illinois may be a little lower in uh, the record and rankings category, but a really tough matchup and one that Mizzou hasn't won in forever. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think that kind of, you know, sets the expectations from there going forward and into conference play. And across the SEC, like Tennessee and Auburn are legit. They're both, oh, yeah. I think, yeah. top 10 teams. Tennessee's real. I, yeah. I was, I've been really impressed by them. Yeah, beat Gonzaga. Like, yeah. could be – they're in the discussion, I think, with Kansas, Duke, Gonzaga. It's the best you know, team, the the best team yeah. in the country. Yeah. Auburn maybe a cut below that, but really good. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's a, a tournament team, certainly. I don't think they're that level. The Kentucky's interest, super talented. Yeah, the interesting one is Kentucky. If yeah. if Kentucky's jerseys said anything <laughs> except Kentucky on them, there's no way they're in the top twenty. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. They they have they have kind of yet. To actually, I haven't. I mean, I haven't watched all their games against the the lesser competition, but I've seen they've yet from what I've seen to really put together a complete game. Uh, yeah. They just most recently lost to Seton Hall. Defense hasn't been very good, but like, I mean, the, you you just always assume that they're super talented and they're going to hit their stride come like february like that happens every year all the makings of a calipari team like the one that was an eight seed and made the (laughs) national title game because it's there it's just a matter of when he manages to pull it out of them so you know uh really on on the basketball front things haven't changed much uh in the last two three weeks uh we're we're kind of just uh plugging along there so mostly going to be recruiting news between now and we will do one more podcast next week uh, before Christmas. I am not going to promise that we are going to come in on December 26th or 27th and do one. So I, I can promise I won't. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, we will probably just preview the Liberty Bowl next week and take the week before that off. So uh, thanks for listening all year. We will have one more this year, and uh, we'll be back next week.